Welcome to Beampod. It's part two of our Marillion.com letters bag. And we have a ridiculous amount of letters, don't we, Sanya? We do. But hopefully we won't spend the first half an hour talking about other things. So We'll talk about other things as we go as along. As we go, we'll drop in other things. Um, wipe your mouth because you you've got some rabies foam at the corner of your mouth. There it is. Oh, is that what? That's that what it where is. It went. Yeah. Um, I think mixed in with this letters bag, uh, uh, letters bag sounded drunk then. This letters bag are some letters on the new forthcoming Marillion album. Is that yeah. right? Uh, spoiler the first letter might be about that. Okay. Do you want to read it? I do. And the first letter is from Chai once again, but it's about. Chai's perspective on the upcoming album. Chai is one of our regular writers. Yes. And he says, hello. I don't think my perspective on the upcoming album and what I want from it is particularly helpful or interesting compared to the perspectives of listeners who've been around for longer. But that's why it's interesting, because Chai is a very, very new Meridian fan. Yeah. And he's caught up with... Pretty much all their albums, I think. I'm not sure. At least up to where where we are, at least. Mm. I I think he's already sent in a letter for anarachnophobia, so I know he's up to there. He's listened... Chai, have you listened to Marbles? Chai can't reply until... But he will, so we'll know in the next letters page. Um, Yeah, so he's got a good... He's got a good grasp of their work. Mm. Um. So it will be interesting to hear what he says. And he says, I just want an album of good of a good length with as few crap bits as possible. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, in terms of pre-order options, I'm th- I'm thrilled at how many there are. I've got I've gotten a couple of friends who collect cassettes to pre-order it, which is cool. Oh, go try. As an aside from this album, I have a question. If you had to create the best possible Marillion set list where each song is a letter from your name, oh. what would you choose? For example, P-A-U-L-R-O-S-E, perhaps leading to Punch and Judy, An Accidental Man, no. Uninvited Guest, Lady Nina, and so on. Since you have both have the since you both have the same surname, I thought it might be I thought it would be interesting to see if you come up with the same four songs for it. Another aside, in Lucy's Friday Questions group, she said her top five Marillion tracks currently are Estonia, Real Tears for Sale, Fantastic Place, The Leavers and The Space. And I thought it was quite interesting that they all came from early to mid-H era. Thanks for the podcast and have a lovely week from Chai. Well, The Leavers doesn't. Oh, true, true. Yeah, the leavers, the leavers doesn't. The leavers, that's, I, would, I would argue that that's a spread from the beginning of H era to the very end. God, Lucy loves real tears for sale. She's always going on about it. Is she? Yeah. All right, well, let's do the, let's do the set listing. Okay, I'm going to start, kick off the show with power. Yep. Yeah, followed by, and this might surprise... Wait, hang on. Are we, aren't we we just doing rows? I'm, I, well, no, we'll both do rows. Let's do okay. the full thing. All right. I haven't had a... I, ne- I should have looked at this beforehand I, because I'm, I haven't had I'm a chance to website. think of this. I haven't had you a chance... You go to the website. Look. No, I know, but I haven't had a chance to have a think about it. You can think about it for next week. Do that. Don't do it now because I know I know you. You'll take, you'll take up the entire episode. Just thinking. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go for power to open 
mm-hmm. followed by, and this this is given that I could have had Afraid of Sunlight. Uh, I'm not going for Afraid of Sunlight. I'm going to go for After Me because it's a lesser played song. Followed by, well, I haven't got a great deal of choice with you. It's either Under the Sun or Uninvited Guest. What are you so going to pick? It's going to have to be Under the Sun. Sorry. Uh, don't like the other one. Um, oh, ooh, that's a tough one. There's a lot of good ones as L. Lady Nina, Last Century for Man. Okay, it's not so good. Lady Nina, Last Straw. Um, not so good. But Lavender, The Leavers. A legacy, no. Uh, living in Fear, Living with the Big Lie, Laws of the Backstage. I'm going to oh, have to go. I don't have an L in my name. So, I might so do my now. maiden name so as now. a surname, and then well, best of luck finding then, one for Z. And then, and then I'll and then I'll get an L. Separate it out again. L. All right, my L is going to be the levers, sticking with the theme. Uh, so my surname ones, uh, oh, the release, duh, easy. Um, hmm, just to get your money's worth, Ocean Cloud. Nice. Um. A lot of S songs. I could be a real troll and go for She Chameleon, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go for... Hmm. Oh, God, that's tough. There's a couple of really good ones. Do I go for a Fish Era just to mix it up? No, I'm sticking H Era. I am going to go for... Because I've never heard it live. and People are going to say, what? That's like a terrible song. But screw you, I know I could have gone for script for just as here. I could have gone for Sky Above the Rain. I could have gone for Sounds That Can't Be Made, but I'm not. I'm going for Say the Word. Oh. That's a maverick choice, I know, but not heard it live. And that's what I'm all about these days. And E, I'm going for another lesser played song, which is an underrated Meridian great. And that is Essence. Nice. There we go. Very nice. I mean, I could try and do mine. Where did you find... Remember, we have got uh, another 30 pages of letters to read. Okay. All right. Let's continue <laughs> And you with are not quick at most things you do, are you? Are I'm you? I'm a fast walker. Are you? You've still got foam bubbling. I, I just brushed my teeth. Okay. So, it's, well, you've got... Why do you brush your teeth? They I can't smell wanted, your breath. I wanted to feel fresh. Oh. I can't smell you from over here. I wanted to feel fresh for myself. I have done that before we've done a podcast, but yeah, I, I can I, brush my teeth before. We I have don't a care podcast. anymore. I've given up. My relationship with our listeners has um <laughs> oh, has, has reached oh, that wow. stage where I've given yeah, up. Yeah, but caring. you look nice today. You got oh, buttering me up. You buttering me up because we had an argument before the show. <laughs> we did it. We did, listeners. So if we sounded so, yeah. if we sounded at the start of the episode like we were forcing it a little bit, we had an argument. Well. I'm not forcing it. I'm, I'm over it. Really. I'm over it. I'm just a bit. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a bit grumpy now. Exactly. You're not over it. Because uh, see, we we um this week we've got a big live show coming up. This is why this episode for our patrons is a little bit late. Apologies. Um, we have a big live show for our other thing that we do, digitizer. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, and uh, it's all a bit fraught, isn't it? So we're trying really? to work out. Work out. I was. I think we're quite chilled in general about it. Really? Yeah. We're well, very well, well, chilled. Well, then why did we have moment. an argument about what time to set up the merch table? It was. We weren't arguing about that. We weren't listening to each other. Oh. 
Oh. I think we were both pretty much on a similar page, but we weren't listening to each other. Bad communication. And then, and then we both got annoyed with each other for not listening oh. properly. You're listening to Between You and Me, the Marital Crisis podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Like you look so cute in that shirt. That, wow, you're really go, you're really overcompensating. Like, like, no, no, I'm genuinely being serious. Like, I I can't stay mad at you. Well, I wasn't mad at you anyway, but like, it just looks so cute and friendly. Uh, that hey, everyone, it's a slightly pink shirt. It's it's like pink and purple and bright navy blue checks. Hmm. And some dark navy in there as well. Should we crack on with the letters yeah. or do you just want to what continue to describe what I'm wearing? What did I say before we started? Right, next letter is from, uh, and I, I love his name, Juan Zambrano. Yes. Shinzano. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. Hello, Paul and Sanya. Hello, Juan. Uh, I hope this email finds you well. Following on from your suggestion in your breaking news episode, I write this to share my thoughts on the upcoming album and the pre-order campaign behind it. The album is always already very special to me as it's the first Meridian album I'm experiencing as a fan. Ooh. Oh. Uh, I suppose, oh. Yes, I suppose I get what he means, the first one that has come out since he's been a fan. Yeah. Yeah. In light of this, I've gone for the deluxe CD DVD, so have I. So it will be quite a treat to see my name among those in the booklet. It turns out I accidentally went for the signed version. Not that I'm complaining. It's fine. You, you should. Everyone should get a signed one once. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know what to expect from the band on this album, seeing as they've kept us pretty firmly in the dark regarding the actual tracks. Part of me is inclined to imagine a continuation of fear, but I know that assumption can only be disappointing in execution. I can only hope the band will deliver something worthy of their talents, which I'm confident they will. It may not wholly click with me on first listen, but I'm sure the beauty within will reveal itself with each subsequent spin. With that said, I leave you until the postmerillion.com post bag. Your analysis of the castle years so far have given me a lot to think about, and I'm sure merillion.com will be no exception. Until then, take care, stay safe, and keep up the great work. Now, I nearly got through that entire letter without tripping over my words and then I screwed it up at the end thank you Juan thank you Juan Shinzano um yeah I uh I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident about the new album a little bit oh, less what's uh, fearful. I don't know little things I I, I can't obviously I want it to sound completely different fear I um I actually have some exclusive information potentially insider information have you kept this from me I only found out just before we started recording. I I have a mole. Pray tell. Not mole that I need to go and see the doctor about. Uh, I have a a mole on the inside. Oh, no, you can't say. I'm not going to say. No, you can't say. If he wants me to say who he is, I will. But I've been told, and I don't know how accurate this is, that um, there will be a a string section on uh, at least one of the tracks and a big choral section. On Very one track nice. With uh, which has been recorded with a choir in Manchester, apparently. Ooh. That's all I know. And that has um, that has upped your optimism a little bit. Yeah, thank you to our mole for providing us with this information. I mean, it's not a massive surprise that they might have done something the string section. It's not the string section you might think either. Mm. Uh, but um, it's a ukulele. 
No, what I mean is it's not necessarily the friends from the orchestra string section that they tour oh, with. Oh, <laughs> um, I know what the secret is. Do you? Yeah. Well, if it's if you it's true, you told me. You did it, tell me. If it's true, um, I don't want to land anyone in trouble, so I can't no, say. No, we can't say more. Anything. But um, uh, yeah, so it's no surprise given that that was their last tour, was their tour with an orchestra that they yeah. might have explored a bit of that. But also, I don't know. I think H was talking on the latest Corona Diaries, um, which uh, is in fact called Between You and Me. Brilliant. <laughs> would have maybe been nice if we'd have got a little little acknowledgement <laughs> but maybe it was in itself yes uh um i forgot what i was saying what was i saying oh yeah he says on there how they've they've stopped chasing pop pop hits mm. stopped trying to, ch- to have a radio hit and that's good that in itself is encouraging it's it's encouraging and it's it's something that i i've got a theory now that the reason why their albums in the 2000s, even though ironically they did have a top 10 hit with Marbles, but how their albums generally from then onwards have have sort of seen an upswing in uh, mm. in sort of quality might be because they, they've realised that they're not a radio band. Yeah, especially if... We were talking about this a bit last night, weren't we? Like, mm. especially if the earlier days when they were chasing pop hits Mm. meant they were doing it in a way that they were trying to emulate other successful bands at the time rather than just being who they are. Mm. Yeah. So consequently, they... they... I'm not not talking about like with the fishy era time. No. I'm saying like... After H joined, well, that's because what, I'm not sure. What we I'm, not sure about. Fi- I'm not sure that in the mm. early Fish era days they were doing that. I don't think they were. Even though you think, well, not you think. You said a lot of people said that they were ripping off Genesis. Not a lot of people. Everyone said that, but I don't. Oh, everyone I said don't that. think that beyond their first album, really. Mm. They were influenced by Brog as a whole, certainly. Mm. But, but. Um, they became less interesting once they sort of ran shy of prog and started trying to be like other bands because they lost their personality. Yeah, it became more generic music yeah. rather than Marillion music. And then they got it back. And then they got it back. But, um, yeah, because what we were discussing about is why why do you prefer the Fish era now over the H <laughs> oh era? Oh, my goodness. Are you going to bring it up again? Yeah, what we were, we, were, we were discussing that about what it is that you prefer about the Fish era. That was the conversation we were having, wasn't it, dear? That's so not fair because <laughs> I ask you the same question. You don't answer. You're like, oh, I can't say. Well, I can't and say. And then to me, you're like, I just know you prefer Fish era. Well, I do. You do. You do. You you it's squirm. More, it is more complicated than that. At this point in the journey. It is more complicated than that. At this point in the journey, you prefer Fish Era. The Fish Era had something special. There we go. You've said it. There yeah, you are. I know, You've but I don't, that, I don't want that to take away from the H Era because it isn't as simple as that. No, but um, I find it but fascinating. For we, yeah, for where we are at the moment... With uh, within their discography, mm, there was there was a special magic in that that got lost. That, 
yeah. yeah. And that's why I find it fascinating that you've reached that point because I think I did, but I was in denial. You know, I've reached yeah. that point in the 90s. Thank God I got it back, the, the feeling of like, I am fully invested in this band. Right. But yeah, by this point, by Marillion.com, they'd lost me. Right. They'd lost me. And I was like, they're not as good as they used to Even be. Even though you still stuck with them. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, yes, as we've discussed on many an episode. Yeah. But yeah. But it's interesting seeing it isn't just... Because I've always had this thing of like, oh, okay, is my fondness for those four, first four albums, is it just nostalgia? Because they're the ones I grew up with. Right. But, you know, so I, I there's been part of me that's kind of always gone... Maybe I can't see the quality there or I'm not being objective enough. Or I'm unable to be objective because yeah. I'm too close to them. Yeah. You know, it's like, I I think they're great. I feel they're great, but maybe that's just nostalgia talking. Yeah. Um, or because you got into them when you were so young at such yeah. an impressionable age that it does leave a mark in your soul. Yeah, it's called so nostalgia. Yeah, like, so yeah. Like, like, you know, like, like nostalgia. <laughs> You want to find another way to describe it? <laughs> oh dear, I'm getting dirty looks now. Uh, no, because you can have nostalgia for things that you didn't love when you were young. Can you? Yeah, you can. You, you, if you're like a hundred years old, you might have like really loved lavender ice cream when you were fifty, and have nostalgia. It, interesting for that. choice of uh, thing to bring up. Lavender ice cream. Yeah, you might have really gotten into it when you were 50. And now you're like 99 I and a half. That, I think that's literally... Like, oh, the, the good old days. That's literally the same thing. That's literally the same thing. But what I'm saying... <laughs> no, what I'm saying is sometimes the things you get into as a kid or a teenager... Right. Has, leaves a particular impression. Uh, more okay. so than things you get into in, in your 20s yes. or 30s. Which you can... You know, something that you get into okay. in your 20s and 30s. You can still have nostalgia for it when you're like... Yeah. 10 years later, uh, yeah. 10, I 20 suppose. years later. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I meant. It's that impression from youth. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, so that's it. That's yeah. I'm just glad that... Well, not glad. Yeah, I am glad because it's like, oh, okay, thank God. So, actually, those albums are good. No, they yeah, do there's have something, something special about them. There really is. And I'm not... I, I don't want that to come across at all as a fish age thing. Yeah, that, I think this is my issue. I, I don't want that. I, I, I really try so hard not to pit them against each other. Yeah, it's, that feels unfair. It's let's just say those four albums. But, but yeah, being completely honest, there's something. there was something special about them, mm. which I don't feel has continued fully. Yeah, up to the point where we're mean. at at the moment with at this point the two yeah. strongest albums they've done with H yeah or since Fish left however yes. you want to say I don't want to make this an H thing it's but, not an H uh, thing but they, it's but about it, the music yeah. as well it's Brave and absolutely. Afraid of Sunlight absolutely without a question yeah but they're also very different to Fish era yeah but they're really strong yeah they're really strong and maybe maybe the fact that then this strange engine and radiation, as much as I liked radiation and Marillion.com, because they were a bit wobblier, that kind of clouds then the whole. Yeah, I of think the that's what's that we It's clouded been. everything. Yeah, unfortunately. It's clouded how good. Yeah, 
strange engine, not strange engine, sorry, how good Afraid of Sunlight and Brave were. Yeah. Let's not forget how much you loved Brave. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and Afraid of Sunlight. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's um, let's crack on. All right. Our next letter is from JT. And uh, it, um, Paul's just asked me Shatner. to read them really Shatner. JT Shatner? TJ Hooker. Why Shatner then? William Shatner played TJ Hooker. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, is that the one that says, Who Loves You, Baby? <laughs> <laughs> Captain's Log, Stardate, 5784. Who loves you, baby? <laughs> Who loves you, Scotty? <laughs> Beam me up, JT. JT says, happy birthday, Paul. That's it's still your birthday month. It's still your birthday month. We barely. still have the banner up in our house until the end of August. Yeah, so if anyone would like to send me a belated We've got, present. This is the last week this banner is going to be up. No one sent um, me a present. Chai did. Excuse me. Chai did. Um, Anyway, JT says, I'm not sure where this litter... Litter? I'm not sure where this letter fits in with the organisation slash topics of the sodes. So feel free to avoid reading this one out. But I thought I'd share some bits anyway. I must confess that although I'm a big fan with Afraid of Sunlight, Marbles and Misplaced being my favourites... It's my dad who is the true fan. Oh. And having been a fan since the fish era, prior to my existence on the planet, I, like him, have a large respect for Marillion and the fan base and have come to appreciate them for myself. The castle era of Marillion's discography are a big part of my youth Ah. as I was listening to them firsthand as they were released. And my dad used to get them when I was growing up. That's interesting given what we were just talking about. Yeah. So it, 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 they were his first exposure, he yeah. or she, for that matter. We don't know. Oh yeah, JT is a, that's true. Could be Jane Townsend. <laughs> that's true. Or, or Jill Tilly. Yeah, Jilly Tilly. <laughs> yeah, I think my first ever Marillion gig was in Manchester around the time of Marillion dot com, or possibly Anarachnophobia. And I walked. And I wore a ladies' radiation T-shirt as the men's shirts were too big. I got to meet all of the band and H said that he liked my hair. Ha. Huh. Do you I think also... H would say he likes my hair if he met me? No. I hope so, because but... you've got a pretty cool mane. Cool mane. Um, I also went to a piss-up in a brewery and oh, I was jealous. definitely the youngest person there. And it was awesome, apart from the indoor smoking. Mm. Uh, I missed the write-in for radiation, but just quickly. Number one, the 2013 radiation is far superior. Though I think I prefer answering machine on the original as it is grittier and works better with the answering phone slash tape recorder style effect whilst H sings. Two, A Few Words for the Dead is outstanding, one of my favourites. And three, Not Bothered About Cathedral Wall. Either way, it's a little different and I like that. It's a little different, and I don't like that. Well, I, don't, I like different things. I just don't like that song. You don't like the way it's different? No. On to Marillion.com. Number one, Go and Enchanted are probably... It's not called Enchanted. <laughs> oh, no. That might have been an autocorrect. Yeah, it's... But, it, yeah, TJ... Sorry, JT means Enlightened. Enlightened. Go and Enlightened are probably my favourites on this album. 
Two, house and rich are okay. And I quite like the melody of Tumble Down the Years, though the lyrics don't do much for me. And three, one tiny anecdote. I remember my dad playing Interior Lulu to my grandmother <laughs> on our old hi-fi system and her reaction when it got a bit loud was, when it got to the loud bit was, ha, 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 ha. No, just, ha. I think, I don't know if that's her reaction or JT just laughing at the memory of her reaction. Oh, I thought that was her reaction. Ha. Or, or like she just found it funny. <laughs> For Bastard Radars. I don't get this. Looking forward to your interpretation <laughs> of this one. Is it misogynistic or is it just terrible? Miso- sorry? Bit of both. Is it what? Is it misogynistic <laughs> or just terrible? Yeah, it is definitely both. Both. Yeah, it's terrible. And Thank you both for the podcast. I have to say that it really surprised me when I found out that Paul's a Marillion fan. I think I had stumbled onto your work digitizer through Cheap Show, which oh. I found through Barshans, which I found through Ashens. And I think it was Gannon that made a mistake that made a piss take comment about you liking Marillion in a digi video when I realized we share musical interests and I have listened to the pod weekly ever since. Oh, Thanks thank and you. take care both. Thanks JT. JT. Uh, all those references. JT Hooker, you're the best. Is that, what's that? TJ Hooker. Oh, is that how it goes? Is that the thing? It was an advert. Thing? I can't oh. remember what it was for. Uh, anyway, um, cheap show, uh, Barshans, Ashens, all those things, Gannon, there's mm-hmm. a big chunk of our audience have just gone, what? <laughs> it's our other stuff. Our other stuff. Which you can find out more about on www.patreon.com slash Biffo. Link in the description. Next letter is from Brad. Bradiation. Bradiation. <laughs> That's my nickname for him, not his. I'm probably as big a fan of Meridian.com as there is. It's not their best album, but I don't think its negative reputation is quite deserved. Uh, ironic like deserved we get oh, what we deserve that's nice maybe maybe meridian got what they deserved <gasps> with oh. the negative with the negative reputation oh. yeah. mm. uh, i do think a legacy is almost unlistable and built in bastard radar <laughs> is embarrassing let's yep. just dispense with those two then deserve and rich a kind of filler tracks that are just okay but the good outweighs the bad i'd rank go tumble down the years interior lulu and house among my favorite meridian tracks Go is magical. I love how it grows from a gentle opening and layers in more of the band, building up to this, uh, building up to Rothery's solo with the whole band coming in towards the end. It's a perfect song. Tumble Down is a lovely song with, I think, an ultimately optimistic sentiment about committed relationships. Hear that, Sonia? Uh, might be why they don't play it live. What are you, what are you trying to say? Perhaps you need to have a listen to that song. It, um, I thought it was... A, I didn't find it very... Positive. Oh, maybe that's the problem. That's why we had an argument. Because I didn't find Tumble Down the Years positive. Yeah. Like, I felt that the song was kind of forcing a relationship that was just naturally not meant to be Yeah, maybe. But could be wrong. Anyway, uh, Brad, Bradiation thinks Pete's playing is fantastic on it. Interior Lulu has some pretty dense lyrics and it took me a long time to like the keyboard solo, but I love how it builds to the Primrose Hill section and the outro is amazing. It's a unique song that shows Marillion pushing themselves forward quite a bit. House is a gorgeous track with another of H's most vulnerable lyrics. It has an amazing atmosphere and shows Marillion again doing something totally different. Just on the strength of those four songs, Dot Com is a pretty great album. Add in Enlightened, which has a nice laid-back groove and a decent Rothery solo, and you have a solid 40 minutes of good-to-great material on the album. 
if you just drop a legacy and built-in bastard radar and put go as the opener you're left mm. with a really strong 52 minutes of music yeah can you imagine if go had been the opener yeah what a great introduction it's an interesting thing isn't it doing different running orders and taking tracks out because we did it we talked about that a bit with brave didn't we yeah and it you know i stand by that it would have worked with brave well i well our our theory. version i think we should do an episode on that at some point mm, what would go you, through yes. this go through their less strong albums yeah yeah because actually that would be really interesting to think about with dot com mm. i'm completely with brad on taking out a legacy and starting with go i think starting with go is a really interesting yeah one. What a different first impression that would have made. Yeah. and that's Just take out a legacy altogether. Like, it doesn't need to be on there, really. Not really, does it? No. no. Anyway, um, carrying on. I do think the lack of a producer or a consistent mix engineer hurts this album overall, and I agree there was a lack of quality control in those days. But the Castle albums allowed the band to search out a new direction, and I'm glad we have them. Of course, I came to those albums after the fact having already heard Anorak and Marbles, and I didn't have the years of fandom or expectations to live up to. I already knew there were controversial albums among fans, so that helped set my expectations. I think Paul mentioned something like this already, but I totally agree. One of the reasons Meridian are so great is that even their lesser albums contain some true gems. In my view, there are enough gems on .com to make it worthwhile. There are a couple. Hmm. Yeah, there are a couple of gems on there for sure. All right, so our next letter is from David Beerman in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Beerman likes Nova Scotia. Yeah. That's all you got to say. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything more interesting to say. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Sanya and Paul. I've been enjoying listening to your episodes on Radiation and Merillion.com. These are two albums that I have never really enjoyed as a whole although there are some bright spots in each. And until now, I could never pinpoint the reason for my indifference to them. Having listened to each a few times recently, and to some of the other albums that follow, I find that the music, for the most part, is not that interesting. Whereas I never tire from the music of the earlier albums, Fish Era, Plus Season's End, and Afraid of Sunlight, and Brave, and Marbles to a slightly lesser oh, degree. to a lesser degree. I feel a lot of the music since is just straightforward rock that doesn't have the feel of that older music. Oh, I know. I kind of agree with him. Mm. Like, um, It's too straightforward, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of it. On these albums, I mean, I think... I yeah, don't think you listening... can totally say that with Marbles because you have No, I'm not, got... count- I'm not counting Marbles in there. But I get what... I still also or do Brave. think... Like, I'm not counting Brave. Marbles is an album that I would have cut some tracks out. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, the double. I think with Marbles, and I'm saying this as someone who thinks Marbles may be their best album. Mm. I think with Marbles as well, they were trying to have their cake and eat it and kind of going, well, here's something for everyone. Mm. So here's a couple of really long songs. Here's, you know, some pop rock stuff. Here's a flat-out pop song. Here's a ballad. Here's, you know. So, uh, but again, the straightforward rock stuff on that on marbles i don't think works as well i i think don't hurt yourself 
which they released as a single, is one of their most boring songs. Oh. It's so bland. Mm. I know some people like it, but again, if we keep coming back to it. It's like, and I feel like swearing. Just what? stop. Just stop. Just stop it. <laughs> Just stop writing boring, straightforward rock songs. Stop it, Marillion. Well, they did stop it. Did they? Yes, because listen to the latest couple of albums. What, Fear? Yeah. Okay, yeah, on sounds that can't be made. Sounds we have bloody Lucky Man. I love Lucky Man, okay? But is love Lucky it. Man... It's not really a boring rock song. It's more kind of like bluesy, isn't what, it? What do you... From what, what I remember. Blues rock. Ages. No, blues it's rock, a rock song. It doesn't matter. Like, You're splitting hairs. Love Lucky Man. Would you rather that exists in the world, Lucky Man or Lords of the Backstage? Well, Lords of the Backstage, but... Yeah. Would you rather have Lucky Man or The Invisible Man? Oh, Invisible Man. There we go. Fine. Where was I? I feel like um, swearing. I really do. I'm getting so angry. The, the more I think about it. Get it out of your system. Doing this exercise, the more I think about it. I've always found those songs mildly irritating, but the more I'm doing it because of this, this exercise of going through these albums in order, and in a way that I haven't, ever done before you know these deep dives i'm just realizing that that they wasted so much of their potential by recording this this tepid shit this these bland songs bland so much of the castle years was bland yeah generic generic blandness not everything there's some great hit hits there's some great songs in there as well and we know what they're capable of. We know what Marillion can do. And the, the the thing is, the really annoying thing is, oh, God, I didn't want to do another rant. The really annoying thing is, right, <laughs> like, is, okay, they're oh, saying no. now they've reached this point. They've reached this point where they're 60, in the mid-60s. Mm. They know there's no point in them chasing uh, pop hits and getting on in the charts or expecting radio play or any of that. They've realised that. Okay, finally. So supposedly, finally, they can record the kind of music. I don't know. Is it that they always wanted to or the kind of music that comes naturally to them? Who knows? Mm -hmm. But why were they even chasing that in the first place? Because they weren't when they started out. You know, it wasn't until they had an accidental hit with Kaylee that they started doing it. Kaylee, and I love Kaylee as a song, you know, it's it's a perfect pop song, but in a lot of respects, it absolutely buggered up Marillion because after that they were like, we have to keep doing that. You know, and every mm. album is full of these yeah. these bland songs, and then when you get into the castle era, it's full of bland songs that, where they're trying to sound like other people because they feel they're no longer relevant. Yeah, you know, they feel like Marillion is no longer relevant, and rather than just style oh, it out, do you think that was what was at the bottom of it? They weren't feeling relevant. They anymore. weren't relevant. I mean, but the, th- the the irony is, Marillion had never been relevant, and yet they'd been massively successful. Right. I always remember I worked with someone years ago, a girl called Sarah, who talked about um, a guy out of the queue, Robert Smith. 
Yeah. And how he hadn't changed his style and how he always wore trainers. And this is, she sort of said about how he's worn these big junky trainers or whatever he wore. You know, when they were in fashion, then they went out of fashion, then they came back in again. But he never changed right. how he dressed or how he looked or the trainers he wore. He yeah. just stayed the same. So he kept coming in and out of fashion. Right. right. But Marillion instead were chasing after bandwagons the whole time. Mm. you know, during that 90s era because they were scared, I suppose, of losing their income. Mm. But consequently, they did it at the expense of their artistic worth. Uh, And what makes it so annoying is that certain people who shall remain nameless in interviews talk like they were a kind of, you know, high art, this band. And, you know, the, the, the... the people in that band, in Marillion, you know, were fans of people like Kate Bush and Joni Mitchell and Talk Talk and Blue Nile. You know, bands that never compromised, that just, you know, pushed themselves forwards mm. without trying to sound oh like other God. people. Can you imagine Kate Bush like trying to sound like Madonna or something? Exactly. Like, do, in this song, I wanted to, I wanted to bring forth the sound of Madonna. You'd be like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like yeah, that's like well, this you know, bit a sounded piece a bit of gold like yeah. painting itself silver to look like silver, and it's like, but you're gold. Yeah, like you don't need to paint yourself. And that is my point. Marillion are gold. Yeah, yeah, you know, but they didn't believe that. They didn't believe in what they had mm. already. They were so scared of losing relevance, and on top of that, their waning sales and all the rest of it. Um, and I can look. I get it. Yeah, it's, I get... it's ironic, isn't it, that they was if if it, it is that they were so scared of losing relevance, and so they started imitating these other musicians, and that made them become less relevant. Yes, but I get it because they did brave and they did afraid of sunlight. Unquestionably, two of the greatest albums they've ever done. Mm-hmm. But each of those sold less than the ones that came before. Mm. So no wonder they got out. But that out. was just a natural process, I think, because people were still getting used to the change. Yes, but it probably shook them up yeah. creatively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lost them their record deal. Mm. So I don't know. I hope I get this out of my system as we're going forward into the better albums. But um, it's just frustrating. It's so effing frustrating that... We know what they're capable of. And I really hope on this new album that they have stopped chasing the radio play, that they are just trusting in who they are and that they have found the the security in, you know, the way they finance albums now. Because uh, even, as I say, even Sounds That Can't Be Made, there's stuff on there that I kind of go... I love that album. You know I love that yeah. album. But I do find like something like Lucky Man tedious. It plods. I love Lucky Man. Plods along. Uh, and and Poor My Love's Alright. <laughs> Poor My Love's Alright. The rest of that album I really like. But, um, but I don't know. They just chuck stuff on there that you kind of go, but that's not even musically that clever. And Marillion can be musically really clever. Mm. 
And this is this is the thing. It's like someone said recently to me about you know don't fear the next album being different. The next album being different is what I want. Mm-hmm. But I just I really worry that it, they just it's going to be an album of straightforward rock songs. We started this episode with you saying how you're feeling so much more optimistic about the new album. No, I'm trying. I'm, like no, no, no. I'm, I'm just I'm just talking about it's because he mentioned you know straightforward rock songs, and yeah. that's my fear. That it'll be when they say that the new album's got up tempo and, and energy, that it'll be straightforward in the form songs. of their tedious, straightforward rock songs. If I get an album of that, I'll tell you. What? Well, I'll tell you, after this bloody process of going through the freaking castle years recently, <laughs> it's going to severely test my loyalty. <laughs> what? After you stuck with them through the castle years? And now you get like right to the end, and you're like, right, that's it. Everyone has that's a, it. My loyalty. Everyone has come. a limit. Everyone has a tipping point. God, sorry. Um, uh, look, everyone listening to this, I'm sorry. I keep doing this. I'm sorry. I'll get over the. <laughs> this is like therapy years. for you because obviously these kind of things, at the time, you pushed down. You were in a denial about how you felt, and only now when other people bring them up. You're letting yourself feel it and process it. Yeah, it's true. It. I, was, I was in denial. I was in denial about being a Meridian fan. And here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. Mm. During the castle years, and this is going to be the controversial one, because I didn't immediately fall back in love with them with anarachnophobia. Mm. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I think I stopped being a Meridian fan. I'm saying it now, and this is what I'm reliving. No. I think between this strange really? engine, between this strange engine and marbles, I don't think I called myself a Meridian fan. I wasn't. There we go. I didn't like what they were doing. That was if that had been the band that I've been presented with when I was 14 in 1985. If that had been the band, I would have gone. Not interested. They're not very good. I was only, only sticking with it because of nostalgia and loyalty based upon what had gone before. Wow. I would not have been a fan based upon those, those albums. Mm. So how can I call myself a Meridian fan at that time when there had been, let's face it, three to four albums that I didn't think were their best work? That I didn't think were very good, frankly. They're not. They're, I've said it, they're not. They're not good albums. The Castle albums are not good albums. Let's look at this objectively in the context of music as a whole. Mm. They're not. I'm going to if say. If you were to grade them, like you know, A, B, C, you know, A, A plus, A minus, what would you grade them? I don't know. You put me on the spot now. No, that's too difficult. They're just not great. Uh, and you know, I like bits of all of them. I like the title track of this strange engine. I like. You can make one good album out of those three albums. Mm, yeah. You could make one good album. Yeah. You could put, okay, Afraid of, um, sorry, Man of a Thousand Faces, This Strange Engine. Um, oh, let's... you're leaving off Estonia, notably. All right, let's Come stick, on. Let's stick Estonia on. Yeah. Okay. Um, what would you pick? A few, few words from the, uh, yeah. the oh, Dead? Yeah, 100% fewer few words from the and Dead. And now That's she'll amazing. never know. Yeah. Then go. Yeah, go. Totally. House, for sure. There we go. We got one good album. There you go. <laughs> I did like 
Enlightened. Oh, I suppose, yeah, no, yeah, let's leave pick, it off. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, if you, yeah. If you, It's not quite up to... Yeah, if you condense, yeah. if you jettison everything Fair else, enough. you've got one good album there. Yeah, that's true. So if they'd taken six years... Yeah. <laughs> between well, I have now. They Afraid did one of good Sunlight. Out. Yeah, there we if go. they took six years between Afraid of Sunlight and Anarachnophobia... In the, in the latter half of the 90s, they did one good album. <laughs> they did a great, a classic Marillion album. There you go. Problem solved. There we are. Okay, I'm feeling much more optimistic now. All right, excellent. Um, let's see, where was I up to? During your podcast, you pointed out how the band will discuss how their music sounds like this band or that band... And while they may want to emulate other bands with their music these days, I don't want to hear music that sounds like the Beatles or Radiohead. Yeah. Because those bands don't interest me. It's not that the newer music is bad. It's just, it just doesn't excite me like the older albums do. If I compare Marillion to another neo-prog band, Mick Pointer and Clive Nolan's Arena have gone through four singers and are about to release an album with their fifth singer. But their sound has remained very identifiable throughout, even though the music has evolved. I'll continue to listen to Marillion because there are some gems scattered in amongst their albums, and I do like Fear. I do find that H is a much better vocalist than Fish, although, as you pointed out, it was Fish's ability to sing with anger that made him stand out. It's too bad that following his departure from Marillion, his voice deteriorated so much over the years. I look forward to listening to your views on the rest of Marillion's catalogue. David Beerman. Beerman doesn't like dot com. (laughs) No, I agree with everything David said. And do you agree with everything I said? Yes. And what I mean by that is everything I said from the time you met me up until now. Is that a trick question? Is that a trick question? Have you agreed with everything I said today? No, I haven't agreed with everything you said today. (laughs) Why? This is a long one, everyone. Uh, Strap in, but I'll try and jump around so that this doesn't become like an audio book. Um, This is the first time I've sent anything into the mail bag, uh, but I felt this would be a good time for me to do so. This dot com was kind of an entry point into the band for me. Poor you. Uh, I suppose I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Paul! (laughs) Spoken like a true fan. Um, I suppose I'm one of the more unusual listeners to be Ampod in that I arrived here via digitizer. Blimey, we're getting through. uh, Anyway, rather than through a love of Marillion. Until relatively recently. And then started with Marillion.com. Yeah, God help him. God help us all. Until relatively recently, I'd never considered myself to be a Marillion fan. Not even close, in fact. My musical taste is fairly eclectic. My ears are open to almost anything, but Marillion, for whatever reason, had never connected with me. I didn't dislike them, but neither had my interest been piqued enough to dig into their back catalogue. In my mind, they were permanently in the neutral position, like a musical Switzerland. I was familiar with the Fish era hits in the 80s and liked them well enough, and I was aware of some of their other output, but they'd always been a band on the periphery. Saying that, I did once end up getting very close to Fish, he was doing an in-store performance in HMV Birmingham and I happened to be standing where he was chatting to a member of staff before he went on. I think it was an, an appearance to support his 1993 covers album, Song, Songs from the Mirror. Big guy, especially to me, who's more H's stature. Fast forward to the early 2000s, I went through a period where I was borrowing CDs from the library. Sometimes I'd get albums on a whim, sometimes on recommendation or sometimes because I'd read a review or article about a particular album or artist. While perusing the vast collection of CDs in Birmingham Central Library, I came across .com. 
At that time, I was an avid reader of the Planet Sound teletext pages, which I used to do Meridian reviews for, as well as Digitizer, of course, and I recalled reading some positive pieces about Meridian. wonder who wrote those. Uh, as I later found out, most of these were written by some guy who also once wrote The Sooty Show. Not at that time, though. I hadn't written for Sooty yet. So emboldened by Planet Sound propaganda, I borrowed Meridian.com and took a copy of it. I listened to it a handful of times. That was naughty, Simon. Hang on. Let's just not What's... gloss over that. What? What's wrong with that? Borrowed Meridian.com from the library and then taped it. You're not allowed to do that. You're not meant to do that. I'm sure everyone did that. Um... I listened to it a handful of times over subsequent weeks and thought it was okay, but it didn't fully connect yet. There's a reason for that, because it's crap. Um, I was heavily into grunge, post-rock and electronica around that time and .com just seemed rather safe in the middle of the road. As a yeah. result, yeah, it's been sitting in a stack of rarely listened to albums for 15 plus years. Can I just say how ironic it is that he got into, he got Marillion.com because of you writing a positive review about it. Oh, I did. Well, look, let's talk about this <laughs> at the end. Fast forward to let, now let, let, and I listen to you. Let's talk about this at the end of uh, the letter. Okay. <sighs> One thing I've noticed is an outsider. Oh, I've jumped forward. Fast forward again to the beginning of 2021 and I'd started listening to Beampod. In order to better understand what you two were talking about every week, I began my own journey of digging, digging through the Marillion back catalogue. I was surprised how much of it I liked and how much of it I've grown to actually love. Misplaced Childhood and Clutching at Straws are my favourites from the Fish era. And so far, Brave and Afraid of Sunlight are my favourite eight-year albums. I even purchased the deluxe edition of the latter. Oh, wow. Those are the four albums so yeah, far. There if you're you going to get any, there yeah, we are. There yeah. you go. Yeah, he said it. One thing I've noticed as an outsider coming relatively fresh to the band, um, <laughs> the band's oeuvre, <laughs> oeuvre, <laughs> He said he's used that word just to hear Sanya pronounce it again. Sanya? I just can't. Is that is that identity seems to have been an issue in the eight years? Yep. Mm-hmm. Up to and including Clutching at Straws, Meridian had a very clear musical um, and visual identity. Even yeah. when they were being compared to Genesis, there was a uniqueness and consistency to their sound, production, instrumentation and imagery. Fish had a very commanding presence on and off stage. It was a big element of the band's identity, as were Love Them or Loathe Them, Mark Wilkinson's album covers and the classic logo. Yeah, yeah. actually, you were saying that last night because we were watching, once again, mm. um, a, a Fish gig on YouTube and the, and the yeah. logo came up and you were like, look at that logo. Yeah, they didn't keep that in the 90s. But it was iconic. Yeah, they so each album has a different font, just a font. <laughs> sometimes in the case of like the holidays in Eden era like 10 different fonts to write out the word Marillion each letter a different font um, post fish please don't post fish it's cruel and makes post boxes smell the band seemed to struggle with finding an image and sound of their own I'm not counting season's end in that was a transitional album um, however as after that record there appeared to be a lot of thieving magpie behaviour going on picking up elements from other bands that's not necessarily a bad thing as most bands grow and adapt from their influences. But H.E. and Marillion after season's end seem to do it in a calculated way, going out of their way to name drop and compare their sound to other bands, perhaps in an effort to ride coattails, stay current and achieve commercial success. You expect newly formed bands to do that sort of thing, but not established bands with back catalogues as large as Marillion's. The most egregious examples of this pursuit for commercial success 
were the U2 Light Holidays in Eden, though Cover My Eyes, Pain and Heaven is a cracking track nonetheless, and This Strange Engine. Somewhere around the making of the latter, I think the band decided they wanted to be Crowded House. Yep, that's true. I've nothing against Crowded House. I rather like them, in fact, but I don't want Marillion to sound like a subpar version of that band. This is the thing, right? When they copy, they don't sound like a better version of what they're copying. They sound like a watered-down version. Mm. This is the issue. Why try and be like Crowded House, which they clearly were, because they all, you know, Rothers was a big fan. Why try to sound like them when Crowded House do it perfectly? What's the freaking point? Why do that? Ugh. See, I'm letting it all out now. The anger's come out. Yeah. First you're in denial. Yeah. And then you've moved to anger. Oh. The Crowded House influence is still very much evident on .com, I think, particularly on tracks like Enlightened and Tumble Down the Years. It doesn't help that on occasion H sounds very similar to Neil Finn. Oh, I've never thought that, but okay. Coming back to .com 15 or more years after I first heard it has been interesting. Not surprisingly, Go and Interior Lulu were tracks I originally felt were the strongest on the record are still standouts. Despite its questionable lyrics, Deserve is still a catchy tune. Yeah, but it's also a pile of steaming honking shite. Uh, I don't even mind the heavy sax element, but then again, I'm biased as an erstwhile sax player. Ooh. Oh. Um, I also like the album Closer House, which despite 80s name dropping, sounds nothing at all like Massive Attack to me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, Built in Bastard Radar is a throwaway song and a little bit cringe. Yep. The rest of the record is just fine. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just fine. And that pretty much sums up the album for me. By no means the worst Meridian record. Well, but definitely not their best and certainly not one to act as an entry conduit into the band. Is it any wonder my opinion of Meridian remains stuck in neutral for so long? Anyway, yeah. onwards to anarachnophobia, sending warmest regards and best wishes to Team Rose. Thank you, Simon. So, yeah, we were going to talk about... Um, the fact that Simon yeah, got posit- Marillion.com positive because review. of your positive review and now listen to you. But that was the thing. I still felt I owed it to the band because I wanted people to check out their earlier stuff. But unfortunately, I was then having to review what was then current. Mm. Yeah, because I knew they were had been good. Oh, yeah, I'm finally admitting it to myself. I wasn't a fan, as in I think I was. I was gone. I was done. I was done with Marillion. Yeah, I, I my heart was no longer there. It was like being in a relationship where you're just going through the motions. That's what I was doing. Yeah, you were doing all the same things you'd ever done, but without passion. Mm. You were there kind of physically, but mentally and emotionally you checked out. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I suppose if if it's like a relationship, I've been hurt so many times by them by that point. Mm. You were living in the same house, but separated. Yeah, and to make matters worse, they were cheating on me with other bands. (laughs) 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 I wanted the Marillion I've fallen in love with. Not the one who, you know, started seeing Crowded House and <laughs> on the side. Attack. A massive attack on the side. Oh, dear. So, yeah. Yeah, there we are. I've admitted it. I wasn't in love with Marillion. I'd fallen out of love with Marillion. And doing this in order has brought it all back up. And I'm angry. I'm feeling really angry about it today. What do you? What makes you angry? 
Like, what is it specifically that you're angry about? Well, I hate that at the same time that I'm angry about it because mm. I don't like those people who go, uh, you know, who f- that sort of entitled thing of like, if you don't like something, mm. you then criticise it and kind of go, oh, you should have done it like this or you should have done it like that. I hate that because I get that in my, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube stuff. You shouldn't have funny characters on there. That sort of thing. Mm. Um, and it's entitled. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Um, but this wasn't yeah, like... Yeah, and the just, artist has the right to express absolutely. themselves in a way that they feel is relevant and true to them at that time. But And at that time, what was true to them was their lack of sense of identity. Yes, that's very true. But also, it didn't feel... It, the issue was, right, if they'd come clean and said, look, we need a hit. I know you shouldn't You shouldn't do that. That's bad PR. But if they had come clean with the fan base and said, look, we need a hit, we don't really know what the hell we're doing at the moment. So we're fishing around for a lot of different things. Mm. We're going to try some different things for three albums. Right, <laughs> um, yeah, actually, yeah. But they yeah. didn't say that. They didn't say that. Instead, every bloody album came out and you got all the hype and everything of them going, this is, you know, oh, uh, yeah, this is, this is something really, you know, we've never done anything like this before. No one's ever done anything like this before. Uh, you know, sound like, you know, Massive Attack or, you know, <laughs> or a song like that sounds like Counting Crows or, or whatever. And, but, you know, so they, they were bigging themselves up while also being artistically very cheap. You know, they were being really artistically not challenging, not artistically, I don't know what, what the word is. So disappointing. I'm in it at the moment. This is the thing. Yeah, Look, yeah. I'm going to get out of it because I did get out of it. This is you being going back in time to how you yeah. were really feeling. I was time. angry, I think. Uh, disappointed, I think. And it has become anger. Why? So why you angry? think if uh, they'd have said we're going to... I mean, I think the thing is they didn't know that they yeah, were going to They weren't pushing themselves. Albums. This is the thing. They were fishing around. I, You know, pun not intended. They were fishing around for some way to make money. You know, and what I mean by that is like, okay, what style of music will, will most... Uh, benefit us financially or our mm-hmm. career instead yeah. of like staying yeah, true yeah because hits pay the bills yeah but instead of staying true to their artistic muse they were doing they were they were flailing and they were desperately kind of but then <sighs> you know staying true to their artistic muse wasn't working as, as they saw with Brave and Afraid of Sunlight so you know they had to you pay the what? bills or go and get another job yeah do you know what I'm going to say it. That's what they should have done. They should have stopped being a full-time band in the 90s. They should have done what, what John Arneson said because consequently uh, what they put out was shit. They should have done exactly what John Arneson said. Do, do Meridian for six six months a year to take the pressure off of, you know, Meridian having to pay all the bills. Mm-hmm take the pressure off the band and then they could have indulged themselves artistically if they had another stream of income but they didn't so everything was relying on each album Mm. to keep them going 
And they didn't know what it was that had made them special in the first place. They're all getting older. The the type of music they had made wasn't helping. You know, Brave didn't sell great. Um, so, yeah, you know what? Yeah, they, that's what they should have done. They should have gone part-time. But then we might not have had the whole crowdfunding. No, you know, I'm glad it, look, I'm yeah. glad it panned out the way it did. Yeah. Of course I am. You know, I'm really glad it panned out the way it did. But, you know, maybe they could have, for those three albums, done something else, done one bloody album in that time. We've, we've just and, we've said what album it should have been. Yeah, we've said it. And then maybe they would have still done the crowdfunding thing. Yeah. Maybe they still would have. But this whole thing of like, oh shit, we've got to get an album out every year. Because we've got pressure. we've got a mortgage to pay. Mm, and we've that's also, a lot of pressure. Yeah, we also owe EMI a load of money. But then as well, if they'd gone and got <sighs> other jobs, sometimes it's not that easy then to drop the new job you found to go back to do Marillion for six months. No, I'm not saying necessarily. So it went the way it was meant to go. Yeah, but uh, okay. But there are other part-time bands. There are other bands that aren't, you know, maybe maybe it was the end of them at that point. Okay. They've gone on to do other great things. Maybe that, that was the natural end of Marillion Mm. after Afraid of Sunlight. What a high to leave it on as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) True. I can't believe I'm saying any of this. No, I know. <laughs> but no, I wasn't expecting you to say no, anything. No, nor am like I, this. but it's coming out of my mouth. Maybe that's it. You're maybe, surprising yourself with it. Maybe, you know, or at least I would have been happy with one album between Afraid of Sunlight and Anarachnophobia. Or even better still, no albums between Afraid of Sunlight and Anarachnophobia or whatever that album would have been in this alternate universe. Because. Because I think there's a lot of this going on with the people who sort of say, you know, that they like those albums. Not many. I mean, a lot of people are agreeing with us. But I still think there is a lot of denial because as Marillion fans, we are freaking brainwashed to a point. And I'm owning it here. I was in the 90s. Uh, Because we're the underdogs and because the band have always been underdogs, even when they were successful, they still, you know, people took the piss out of them. That the, it, it, it has created a sort of insane passion mm. that we excuse a lot of stuff. On the other hand, also, we don't. You get people like me on podcasts ranting like this yeah. <laughs> you know, about albums that came out you know, 25 years ago. Yeah. I don't know, but, but we... <sighs> Maybe we shouldn't, you know, those albums got too much of a bloody free ride by us fans at the time. And maybe if we'd have stood up and gone more of us, instead of kind of arguing with the people who went Meridian have gone shit, if, if instead of doing, you know, arguing with them and defending the bad, we'd all gone collectively en masse. Yeah, what the hell are they doing, doing this sort of, you know, middle of the road rock and they've stopped doing the kind of big epic music that they they made that made them that made their name. And I don't mean making music that sounds like what they did in the eighties. I mean music that that pushed that forwards. Because here's the thing, right? There's no fucking link 
between those Fish Era albums and Marillion.com. Zero link. There's nothing. No. There's no natural evolution. It's like... Uh, no, actually, you're right. There is nothing in common. Yeah, it's like, you know... They if, have nothing in common. If You know that, that famous picture of like, oh, okay, it's been debunked. This isn't how evolution worked. But you know that famous picture of like, um, you know, you start with like a fish and it, the thing yeah. crawling on the land, then it goes up to an ape, you know, ape into a caveman, into... A, a man mm. what you've got if that's marillion right okay so you start with a fish quite literally mm-hmm. you know, which crawls onto the land mm-hmm. which goes into a, a, a four-legged ape which goes into a two-legged ape mm-hmm. which goes into a caveman walk, you know walking upright which goes into a, a bird <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, that's what happened <laughs> that's what happened Mutant. Yeah. It just like kind of it just threw <laughs> everything out that had made them good. Alright, we got some long songs. You know, yes, alright, in those three albums we got This Strange Engine, which had some classic Marillion sounds. But beyond that, nothing really sounded like Marillion on those three albums. Jesus Christ. I think we, we should... didn't get through a lot of well I mean I can read one last letter. Because the next one's not that long. How Read long have we been talking for? Hour and twenty minutes. Maybe I won't. Yeah. But we have to say if we haven't read out your letter, it's coming. We're gonna have to do a third week of letters. Yeah, and we're gonna have to like rein in our commenting after every two sentences. Okay, that I we think read. I think we also have to rein in the length of the letters. I think we've got to go through these letters. Yeah, we might have. to. I think because they're really long. And I think, Not all of them are long. Like the next one's quite short. I think we're going to have to cherry pick some of the choice uh, quotes from the letters. Oh God, where was I up to? Okay. Um. Well, maybe I should just read it because oh, right. otherwise it we'll quick, get we'll get confused with the. You're bigging it up so, so much. Right. So our final letter this week is from Chris in Wisconsin. Chris Gonskin. <laughs> I didn't mean to say skin at the end. Chris Sconson. Chris Sconson. But I think Chris Sconskin is better. Chris says, Hi, Paul and Sanya. First off, I'd like to say that I love the podcast and eagerly await a new one being released. You have made me appreciate several Hogarth era albums that, oh God, no, I'm really sorry. You've made me appreciate several Hogarth era albums that I had thrown by the wayside and even made me reevaluate some others. And look, here we are now just all we do now. doing the opposite. All we do that. now is just, you know, slag off. We're uh, sorry, Marillion. Chris, if we've <laughs> made you go off them again. It's the Marillion it's the Marillion shit shit cast. <laughs> um, secondly, I just wanted to talk about where I came into Marillion to give some context. I was in high school in the mid-90s and was desperately looking for music vastly different from the Pasadenas and ABC that had coloured my Sky Channel-infused youth. A new classmate introduced me to several artists. New Model Army, Levelers, The Mission and, of course, Marillion. Misplaced childhood would forever change my life and how I appreciated music. He did inform me that Fish had left the band and that the new Marillion frontman just didn't quite cut it, even if he loved Hogarth's musical gloves. In my senior year, I was paging through a post-order catalogue and found a notice for This Strange Engine, 
and in particular the song Estonia. Living in Sweden at the time. No, Paul, don't say okay at the mention of Estonia. I said it's okay. a good song. I said okay. Living in Sweden. No, I said okay. <laughs> Living in Sweden at the time and the catastrophe being just a few years earlier, I decided to give the album a chance. I fell in love with it. Having only heard Hooks in You with Hogarth and being underwhelmed. So fast forward to Marillion.com, which I picked up while working in a record shop in my hometown in the States. I had previous, previously bought both Radiation, Six of One, Half a Dozen of the Other, and Afraid of Sunlight. And this was a change. I found it difficult to get into at first, and only a legacy stuck with me. Oh. For a long time, it lay on the shelf unplayed. Until I listened to Less Is More and the rendition of Go On It, I decided to give Dotcom another try. I do agree that, as a complete album, it's mostly forgettable. But when the songs are good, they're some of the best Marillion have ever made. Go, Enlightened, Tumble Down, The Years, and Built In by Bastard Radar are gems, in my humble opinion. And after oh. weighing this strange engine against Marillion.com, I find the latter an easier listen today. And struggle with my initial introduction to the Hogarth Marillion. Keep up the good work and I would love a similar deep dive into the Fish albums when you run out of Marillion albums. Sorry for the length of the email. Sincerely, Chris. That Thank was, you, that Chris. That wasn't a long email, Chris. That was, that was quite a concise email. Shorter than email. some of the others. Um, yeah, wow. I've got to stop this ranting. You will. You will eventually. people are going to stop listening to us. I mean, we can't... Unless it's entertaining. I don't know. Maybe people will like hearing a man slowly lose his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think it will get better when we get to anarachnophobia? Having listened to anarachnophobia... You're not sure it's going to get better, Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. It's slight, it is slightly better than Marillion.com. It's no brave. No. I, and um, it's no afraid of sunlight. I've said it before. I think Anorak... It's got some good songs on there, though. Anorak is... Um, got some good songs on there. Yeah, but it does. I think it has a better reputation than it deserves. It's better than Anor It's better than Marillion.com. Okay, mm. we'll give it that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it's not an album I love. It's not top tier. No. Even though there are some... Crackers Sutton. on there. There's like one of my fav one of my favourite Marillion songs on there. Um yeah. Yeah. Um that I genuinely love that my... when I listened to it, I was like, Oh, why isn't this on my playlist yet? And and added it. Oh, there you go. So but yeah, it's not that top, hasn't happened for a long time. But I'm telling you, we get into the noughties properly. Marble somewhere else, happiness is the road, sounds that can't be made. And fear. What's the opposite of a rant? I don't know. A, a, Glow. A tanar. 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 Okay, look. All right. I'm really sorry, everyone, that I had a rant again. I didn't mean to, but people keep saying things that just trigger me. God. I'm like bloody leaky fire hose. These are your therapy sessions. Yeah, I know, but this is because Marillion.com has gone on so long. Maybe we shouldn't just read any more letters because they're just setting me off. <laughs> oh, and then I feel bad for everyone who's written in. Maybe we could just name check everyone. 
look, what we're going to do is we are going to, I'm going to go through the letters and I'm going to trim them down so we have a few less essays. I'm going to okay. do that. I know you, every time I suggest doing that, you're like, no, don't do that. Uh, but I'm going to because we can't do three weeks for a three week long yeah, post Yeah, but we're only taking. We had, Sanya, we're we taking had. We're that long because we, we talk so yeah, much and interrupt people when they're writing. And also, people are sending in like 2,000 word emails. No, they're not. We had 50 pages of letters to read out because, as well, you insist on reading out every single one. You know, not if you write a letter to a newspaper, they don't print every letter, they print the best ones <laughs> or the ones that are going to kick off debate. Well, they all kick off yeah, debate. We cannot. We're going to gonna lose viewers or listeners, rather. All right. We're going to lose listeners if we do three weeks post bag on every album because people are saying the same sorts of things. If you want, we can at the end of the post bags go and thank you to the other dot 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 and list the people who've emailed in. But we didn't have time for your letters. Okay. All right. We can't do three weeks. Least of all, if I'm going to rant like that every time, we're gonna we're gonna destroy this podcast. I want to move on. We've got to get through anarachnophobia. I know you've gone. But off we will do H another era. week. Of, we will, huh? I know you've gone off H era and. No, I look. There has there are some songs on anarachnophobia that I love. What one two. One. I can only think of one at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I no, know. Actually, I know one, which one it is. It's when it's I, when I, I meet God, obviously. I know. I I like quartz as well. Sort of. <laughs> no, I do like quartz. I like the bass in quartz. But it's um, a bit long, isn't it? Maybe doesn't need to be that long. Yeah, maybe. That's then. That's the biggest problem with that album, as we will discuss in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, what I am going to say now is to buy us some time. We're not going to be doing an episode next week. Oh, yeah. Because we've got this live show. So when we come back, we may not do a letters bag either. Unless we do a bonus episode letters page to finish the letters. What we're going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to do a bonus ep, midweek ep when we come back. So the week we come back, Mm. so we're not going to be here next week because we have a live show to recover from. And prepare for. We're going to do two episodes that week. We're going to do a bonus letters bag to finish up the letters that we got so that Sanya doesn't feel like anyone's been left out of the party. Yeah. Because she doesn't like that. Uh, And then what I want to talk about, I have something special in mind. Oh. I'm not going to say what it is. But yeah, that's what I want to do. Especially before we get to anorachnophobia. Okay. Are you going to tell me? Yeah. Oh, you are going to tell me. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll tell you off mic. Exciting. All right, look, this feels like it's been just like another tedious rant of an episode. So I'm sorry, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for um, sticking with us through this Sorry to patrons for this, this ep being late. And so sorry to everyone for this going up probably slightly late. But uh, will we have a bonus ep this week? Are we going to record one now? Well, it depends. I don't know what kind of mood you're in. I feel like I got angry. You did, but that's part of the process. Yeah, I know. Anger's anger's a fuel, isn't it? What's it fueling me towards? What am I an engine for? Destruction. Maybe you just need to 
process the anger. Oh, here's the thing. Here's it. the thing. It's that I've been going like the castle years a bit rough. Castle years a bit rough. I don't like anarachnophobia. There, I've said it. And I know we're heading oh, into that. And I want to be no. positive. And I don't like anarachnophobia. I don't know how much I like it either. Shit. I don't hate it. But... I thought there was going to be like this huge jump in quality because you were like castle years, castle years. I told you I've been in denial. And then I started listening to it and it's like, okay, it's a little bit better than Marillion.com, but Not that much I wouldn't better, say it's, it's kind like of on it. the same level as radiation and this strange engine. Yeah, it is. So I wouldn't say there's a massive shift that's I think, occurred. I think, I think it's interesting. No, let's save it for it because I think, I think there's something interesting about it that gave me hope the production the is good production is amazing but I also the think the bass is amazing and I think some of the songwriting is more interesting yeah but there's I've got massive issues with it oh yeah oh god <laughs> so he'll be ranting some more sorry yeah look look maybe you should all just not listen till we get to marbles Mar- Marillion rant cast right look but we've got something before we get to anophobia. We've got yes. something else to talk about. Yeah, and we so, do want to read more letters. Yeah. All right, look, everyone. Um, I, I, I won't apologise again, but thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Goodbye. Goodbye.